Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. I'm your host, Coriel, and y'all already know that I am here to encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. I truly, truly believe that you can make the money and you can get the honey. You can have (laughs) it all if you are willing to work for it. And today, Joining us in the studio is someone who is really working for it. She is proof that you really can have it all. Welcome, Sonia richards Ron. Thank you, Coriel. I'm so excited to be here. Listen, this is going to be such a good conversation. For I'm, sure. I'm so um, honored oh, to meet you. Thank you. Um, you know, some people might be late to the party. They <laughs> might be finding out about you now because right. of your new ventures. Right. But here at the Girl Stop Playing Podcast, we are very familiar, uh, but we want to put some respect on your name for the people you. who may not be familiar. So yeah. give yourself a proper introduction. Sure. So I am Sonia Richards-Ross. I am a four-time Olympic gold medalist in track and field. I am a wife. I'm a mother, an entrepreneur. I am still a Nike brand ambassador, and I also work with NBC as a sports analyst. Um, and I mentioned I'm an entrepreneur, so I have an, an organization called Mommy Nation mm-hmm. that I'm very passionate about. Um, and the newest peach yes. on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Come on, newest peach. So let's, <laughs> listen, let's start there. I want to start there and then kind of work backwards because sure. my my biggest question is what made you say, okay, this is the next opportunity, like the yeah. next thing that I want to try out? So I think for me, um, I'm a girl who believes you say yes to life. And so when the opportunity first presented itself, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I had done reality TV before. Mm-hmm. I did my own family show. And I always said, you know, for the right. Like, I really enjoyed the experience and I would leave the door open. OK, so if the opportunity came back around. Never did I ever think <laughs> it was going to be on the Real Housewives of Atlanta for many reasons. One, I did not live in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you know, I was like, wow, like, you know, so I kind of, I, I'm that girl. I'm like, I'll try it. Like, I like doing things that I feel like my heart's beating out of my chest. Yeah. Like, you know, like how will this stretch me and stuff. And to be very honest, like, I feel like I, I really admire the franchises. I love how they allow so many different women and different races of women to be displayed on television. Um, and I think that the women on the show are really great entrepreneurs and business women. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I thought this would be a great opportunity crossover for me to meet, you know, and be exposed to new people. Um, and I, I think it is what you make it, right? Yes. Like, the opportunity is what you make it. So I was excited to join the cast. Oh, you weren't even a little nervous. Oh, oh, absolutely. So, okay, oh, so absolutely. Was, tell me about that. Yeah. What were you nervous about? I mean, I had, I definitely had some reservations. One, I think that, you know, I think obviously the show is, you know, sometimes seen in a positive light, sometimes seen in a negative light. Mm -hmm. So I definitely am aware of that. Um, I know that there people say there's a relationship curse on reality TV. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I feel like I built a very strong foundation with my very fine husband. Come on, foundation. And so I felt really confident about that. Um, and then, obviously, to join a group of women who it's 14 years that they've been on this show. Many of them have been on for 10-plus years. They already have established mm -hmm. relationships. It's like, how do you come in, be fully authentically you, trying to build relationships? Oh, no, I had, I had a lot of nerves. <laughs> and a lot. I was very thoughtful about it. Um, but like I said, I like, to, I like trying new things. Mm -hmm. You know, I like... I like, I loved being the first. I'm the first Olympian, first Jamaican on the cast. So, yeah, you know, I kind of just jump and I just let, yeah. you know, see where I land. <laughs> I love it. And it's been fun yeah. watching you. Oh, thank you. Um, anybody that you were, like, surprised by their personality versus, like, your perception of what That's you thought they would question. be? That's a great question. That's a great question. No one's asked me that yet. I, I actually was. So, obviously, I had watched the show for years um, and knew many of the ladies. One of the things I remember, Claudia Jordan, who's one of my girlfriends who did Housewives in the past, I talked to her and she said, the main advice I'd give you is one, be yourself. Do not try to force a moment and forget everything you think you know about the ladies. Just go in and really get to know them. Mm -hmm. So I think I was most pleasantly surprised initially by Kenya. Um, because I thought that she was going to be like, mm -hmm. you know, and but she's not. She has like she has she definitely has a very sweet side. I like to call her my little sour patch, mm -hmm, you know, because mm -hmm. she can be sweet and sour. Um, but definitely, I would say Kenya was probably the person who I was most surprised that she actually was really warm to me in the beginning. And we have our little moments. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, she's she's a great girl. And sometimes I feel like, you know, they be trying the new girl to kind of see like yeah, testing your. Out. Yeah. Testing <laughs> you out. But. I know you're going to hold your own. I already know you're going to hold your own. Um, I do appreciate, though, your transparency. So we're going to get into the mommy talk. Sure. We're going to get into the wife talk. But I don't know if it was episode one or episode two, but one of the first episodes, mm -hmm. you were talking about the strain that having your child put on your relationship. We got to get into it because yeah. I don't think people talk about it enough. Agreed. So when you go through it, you're yeah. like, what the heck? Like, this is not what it's supposed to be. Exactly. This is supposed to be the biggest blessing. Exactly. Right. Not a, not a, my blessing shouldn't feel like a burden. Right. So I, I want you to share for people who need to go back and watch it. But for yeah. people who haven't seen it, can you just talk about what that was like? Yeah. How it ended up like putting a wedge or causing some challenges in your relationship? Yeah, another great question. So my husband and I had been together for 14 years before we had a kid, 14 years of establishing our relationship, working together as a twosome, as two people. Mm -hmm. And we had, you know, I, I know it's crazy to say, but we had like a fairy tale relationship. You know, it was like we were on honeymoon for like 14 years, mm -hmm. you know. And so both of us obviously wanted to have a kid. This was completely planned. We were completely prepared. I felt like I was prepared emotionally, spiritually, all the things we added onto our home, like physically prepared for this. But when I tell you 
that it was like a tornado landed in our marriage. And like you said, most people don't tell you that. Like mm-hmm. you feel like, oh, it's gonna be just amazing. We're gonna be the best parents. And you know, and I, and, and Ross and I really struggled. The first year of us being parents was not easy. Mm-hmm. I think what made our relationship, but I know what makes our relationship so special is the way we communicate. And we just weren't able to communicate what we needed from each other mm-hmm. in an effective way. Right. And I think what happens, I, I, what I have learned from my experience is that everything else is like cool. But when you're talking about someone as a parent, it's like no matter what you say, all they hear is I'm a bad dad. I'm a bad mom. And it's it's a hard thing. Take it personal. Yes. Yeah. So for the first time, we really struggled because what I thought he would be as a father or what I thought he'd be as a partner for me, he wasn't doing that. And I think there was some, you know, he probably felt the same way. And. He kept saying, we're going to be in the trenches together. And I was like, where you at, at, bro? Where are you at? I feel like I'm in this trench by myself. And I had wanted to get a full-time nanny. He didn't want that. So just a lot of things that we were having to navigate through. Also, on top of that, we had just retired. Mm -hmm. And we didn't think about what that also meant to us as just human beings in our relationship. It's it's really tough to transition out of doing something that you've done for 20-plus years, and now it's just gone. Mm There is a state of depression and a feeling of, you know, like, who am I? Like all of these things. So this was all happening all at the same time. So it put a big, big, big strain on our marriage. It was the toughest part in our relationship for sure. And you'll see me navigating through the show. Like really like, do I want to go through this again? Are we better equipped this time? And we have some really tough conversation, a lot of tears, but it's a real thing for us, you know, as we're trying to figure out like, what do we do now? I can't lie, Sonya. Seeing y'all have that conversation, I was like, this is big yeah. for both of y'all because for for you to tell your truth yeah. uh, and that, like you said, you're going to take it personal. Like yeah. you trying to make me look like I was a bad dad. <laughs> yeah. That could be a thought, but right. but your transparency is what causes transformation for yeah. other people yeah, who are looking you. at this and are like, well, damn, it wasn't just me. Okay, baby, you know, this is, let's figure this out because yeah. it's not just us. Like right. this is the experience. So can you pinpoint like what your... Um, what your resolution was in that? Like, was it you figuring out how to communicate? Because I think a big part of it, girl, she trying to clean up the set. Girl, go on and clean it up. Nah, I'm I'm, clean it up. I'm messing up your set. No, you're okay, you're okay. (laughs) I think part of why you can't communicate what you need is because you don't know what you need. Like, you... It changes. It evolves, yes. Everything changes. And like you said... You could be as prepared as you think. Like, you can take all the classes. You can exactly. have the village. You can have the village. You can have all of the yes. things, and it's not enough. Right. It's not enough. Yeah. So what was that thing or the communication or that point where you were able to kind of work through it? Yeah, so it took us some time, and I think ultimately for us, we kind of went back to the thing that I feel has made our marriage so strong is we just finally were able to have a conversation or conversations Mm -hmm. that led us to a place where I felt like he was really able to hear me and I was able to hear him and we were able to get on the same page. Um, And so I think it was about that real raw conversation. Like, you know, I remember, you know, like a lot of tears, a lot of emotions, you know, and me making it clear to him, like, this is like, I think you're the perfect father for Deuce. There's no doubt about that. What I'm asking you for is to continue being the best partner for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And the things that I'm telling you I need, although they seem trivial to you and they seem like, oh, like, you know, I might be saying, hey, like, I, I want you to stay up with me at nights. Like when I'm up, like I want I, I know you're not breastfeeding him. I know you're not nursing him, but it's just nice to look over and you're up. And you, <sighs> and you exactly. I don't want you to be like, so I can't I can't find you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like. I didn't, I didn't want this journey to feel like I was a single parent. I want to feel like we're in this together. And although what Deuce needs right now is more from me, I need you. Yep. And so, you know, it's just having those tough conversations and, 
like until he was like, okay, like you're not saying that I'm not a great father because I never, my, my husband is, and even now, like, girl, he is the best dad. He's an amazing father. But it was what I needed, not what right. used to me right, at right. that time. So, yeah, I think it was just for us breaking breaking it down, getting raw, getting past the hurt and whatever we were feeling, and then getting back to that, you know, deep connection and love that we had. I think what you said about, like, the honeymoon, you know, having, yes. being able to get up and rip and run and do <laughs> yes. all of the things, yes. it really is like nothing is the same anymore nothing once this baby, like nothing's yeah. the same. So yeah. you going through that personally, but then trying to go through it with somebody else right. and still trying to stay together and love each other and be happy, I yeah. think is definitely a challenge, but you can obviously get through it. You can get through it. Can you get to it though? So are y'all <laughs> thinking about having number two? You'll see on the show. Okay. I can't. Oh, Listen, oh, this oh, is, you got to watch. Like She said, we ain't getting no exclusives up in here, No, no, no exclusives yet. When we get closer, but, but the, the, the thing that I appreciate you even saying to Coriel is, like, when the thing I loved about Housewives is that they never, and I kept telling my husband when he was nervous about, like, are they going to want you? I said, look, like, I'm very transparent on my social media. People know what I give. So mm -hmm. if they're coming to me, they want what we right, give. Right, right. And there, through the process, there was never any hint of, like, you got to do this or do that. And they were like, what are y'all really going through right now? And we told them, it's mm -hmm. like, we're really struggling about having a second child. And they really leaned into our story. So I, I love it because it's a real thing we're going through. You're going to see us, you know, talking through it. And the roller coaster, mm -hmm. is, it's real through the show. So, yeah, you got to watch it to see. So speaking of roller coasters, I'm telling you, so many things I was like, girl, because Ducey was cutting up at that little tea party. Girl, Ducey and they was, didn't even show the whole thing, girl. I can't imagine what, what they chopped and screwed up out of there. Because And, and the whole time, you're like, Ducey, sit down, sit yeah. down. Sit. They I'm kept cutting to you. Yeah, they, we gonna go home. Everybody else acting right. And he like, I don't want to. So When he said that, did you almost fall out your chair? Listen, let me tell you why I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> because I got a little future Ducey mm -hmm. running around. That How old is yours? He just turned one. Okay. And oh. he's acting two. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's acting that, that real sounds about right. That sounds about right. And I'm scared. <laughs> that he, I'm scared. I'm nervous all the time. Like, don't embarrass me. Seriously, yeah. like, yeah. oh, no, I can't come. Everybody, like, bring it back. He's going to embarrass me. Exactly. We're not at that stage yet where he can. I can reason with him. You know, right. he's going to embarrass me. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with this? Because you, deal, you dealt with it on camera. Yeah. So if he cut up on camera, I feel like he probably, this is a thing. So oh, what, this is, what do this I do? Is the deuce. Give, me, give me some advice. I can't help you. <laughs> you just be embarrassed out here? No, so the thing about it is, and it's so funny, I feel like, I wrote a blog about this on Mommy Nation, right? The mom I thought I would be versus the mom I am, right? Like, I, and especially the auntie and godmother I was, I was like the strictest. Like, I was like, my son gonna be like, live, live, like, you know, very militant. And he's like, no. And this kid, I guess God said, ha, that's what you thought was gonna happen. Um, so the best advice I could give you and I would give any mom is I just all oh, I realize now that this too shall pass. They go through different phases. Right. And you got to give yourself grace as a mom. Like it's not going to be perfect. You're going to struggle. There are going to be times where he's going to embarrass you. But what I think is like you're all, you have to realize you're always raising him and he, you're, he's always learning. So in every moment, I think you got to You're the adult. You just kind of got to breathe. And you got to try to speak on their level. Right. Even at one or two, you're telling them, mm -hmm. hey, baby, you, this is not a crisis. Everything is OK. Mommy loves you. What do you need? Mm -hmm, How can mm -hmm, I support mm -hmm. you? But you know, there's no perfect way, and it's like you just you just do the best that you can in that moment. And I realize now, I used to be very judgy of moms. Like I would see kids laid out on the floor, and I'd be like, "Ooh, what kind of?" I'll never forget when I became that mom. I'm in the airport. My son was going crazy, and he laid out on the floor, and I said, "Just step over him, y'all." Like. He's happy. He's quiet. Stop. It makes you stop judging people. Oh, it's yeah. Like, I don't judge nobody anymore. Girl, I was, whatever I'm that you mom. got to do. I'll be like, I'll dust his hair off and bathe him when he gets <laughs> home, okay? Um, but, yeah. But, no. But you're going to be fine. 
This too oh, shall pass. I'm just gonna be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Don't. He cute, y'all. Yeah, he cute. Yes, so that, yeah. he gets away with. You know, <laughs> just that uh, but family is such a huge thing for you. Yes. I love, love, love. Like your parents are so cool. Thank you. They're so cool. Thank you. Um, how the hell y'all live with eight people under one roof? Because I can't. They can't be that cool. Yeah. Or are they? Are they that cool? They are. Okay. So let's talk about this, right? So it's nine of us in this house here oh, in Atlanta. Off. Okay. Well, you know, eight other people. You're right. I make oh, nine. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, I make gotcha, nine. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're eight other people. So this is what what happened was, we lived in Texas and mm-hmm. we had we had three homes about five minutes apart. So we were always together. Mm-hmm. So when COVID happened, we were still living in Austin and we were always at my mom's house. And so when I actually came to Atlanta first, I was doing a show with Will Packer called Central Lab. That's what brought me to Atlanta. Okay. And um, when I was here, I was like, oh my god, I love this place. Like I could see us moving here. And so we hadn't decided if we we're going to move or not yet. And then the housewives things, you know, conversations about that. And I was like, okay, this is a sign. We should maybe mm-hmm. move all this stuff. So when I was making the plans to move, I said to my mom, because my sister was also thinking about moving to Dallas. And my mom always said if we left Austin, she was going to go back to Florida. That's where her sister and brothers are and, like, most of her friends. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, guys, before you guys move and we all we split up the gang, how about <laughs> y'all try Atlanta? You know, I think it's a beautiful city. My sister wanted more diversity. That's why she didn't move to Dallas. I said, Atlanta offers that. Mm-hmm. And my mom and dad are just, like, crazy. So I was like, you don't, y'all, just, y'all just need us. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I say I was crazy for asking, but they were even crazier for doing it. And so we decided, they said they would come. I said, let's get a big enough house. We'll live in, instead of us buying three houses, mm-hmm, I don't know if y'all mm-hmm. want to move here yet. We'll get one big house. We had practice during COVID. We're always together. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we can decide in a year or two if you guys want to stay. So ironically, it happened the same time that, you know, I'm now filming this show. We have not lived together since I was in high school. And so it, it brings really interesting dynamics for the show as well. Because some days we're perfect and some days we want to kill some each other. Some days it's a patty problem. Some days we have patty problems. I got a patois problem. <laughs> Do we have time? Come on. Give me a lesson, y'all. You need some I lessons need in lesson. patois. All right, so let's, let's, okay. We don't have enough time, mm. number one, for me to get you completely right. It's the me's and the fees I don't understand. Uh, the me's me, and the fee. Me, 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 not me, oh. me. me. I got to tell you something, so it's me. It's like, am I? Me. It's never me. It's always me. I'm sorry, that sounded like the same exact thing. <laughs> Does it's, it? Yeah. It's like, think of it like, am I? Like, me. Versus me. Me. Yes. Okay. Menago tell you again. Menago tell you again. Mena. Mena. Menago tell you again. I gotta do like that. Too. And you know when you talk Jamaican, you gotta you gotta. Menago tell you again. You gotta put some stink Men- on it. Menago tell you again. Menago tell you again. Almost. Almost. We'll, we'll keep, okay. We'll we'll we're gonna have we're gonna, next week. <laughs> next week I'm gonna have a whole. Have up. Have it ready for you. Um, the Jamaican influence though. Yeah. How 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 do you know? There's these. Um, I guess it's a stereotype, but I feel like stereotype is such a negative connotation. Right. But there's a stereotype like having African parents. What's yeah. the stereotype for Jamaican parents? Oh, that's a good question, too. Um, well, I mean, one of the stereotypes about Jamaicans is that we got a lot of jobs, so I fit that stereotype. <laughs> um, but Jamaican parents, I don't know. I think I think Jamaican parents are very traditional. Like, growing up, I remember, like, you know, like, I do it for my husband. Mom would cook for my husband. Well, I don't cook, but, you know, bring him his plate and, you know, kind of like that, you know, kind of like... Jamaican women, I don't want to, I don't want, I hate putting out like, like you say, stereotypes because yeah. like, I feel like it's also based on your family, your mm-hmm. upbringing. But I think Jamaican women are, you know, more, um, you know, submissive. Like my grandmother, I remember my grandfather worked and she, you know, she had six kids. She kind of, of course she worked too, but 
But I don't know if there's anything that I would say as a culture. You know, I think what, what Jamaican culture is rich in is obviously, you know, great food, great music, great vibes. Like, you know, that's what we're really known for. I know with, you know, you think of African and Chinese parents as like, you know, really education, strict. Yeah. real strict. I wouldn't say that that's like across the board the same way for Jamaican parents. I think it's probably based on households. Gotcha. So I don't want, I don't want no Jamaicans that come for right, me. Right, right, right. So I'm going to just leave it me at no, that. Me, me, me not want me, a Jamaican that come for me. Me not want a Jamaican not come for me. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. Show, by the end of this show, you're gonna be full Jamaican. So I want, I'm gonna be full Jamaican. Y'all, <laughs> uh, Jamaican. Yeah. Um, you hyphenated your last name. Yes. Did Ross have a problem with that, or was it even a conversation? You, girl, you asking? You know, I, I done did, so I done did 755,000 interviews, <laughs> and you done asked me two or three questions I ain't never had. Like that's a that, that's another good one. You trying to get me in trouble here? But <laughs> yes. Ross did have a problem with that. Mm, I wasn't um, expecting that. Yeah, he did. He was not happy. He was like, no, like, you get married, you lose your last name. And all of my family has. Like, my mom is richer. It's like, nobody else has. And, you know, I was still competing at the time when I got married. And I'm mm. like, babe, like, everybody knows me as Sonia Richards. Like, it would be crazy in my mind to just lose my last name. You know, like, I've built a huge reputation in the sport with my last name. And, um, and yeah, you know, it was one of those things that we, a lot of communication, a lot of great sex. <laughs> that's, that's the key, huh? That's the key. Um, and he came around, you know, I think ultimately I kept saying to him, I'm like, you know, I, it doesn't matter about our last name. I, it's all about our love. Like I could point to a lot of people who changed their last name and they're still not married. Mm -hmm, they're, mm -hmm. they're not as committed as I am to you. And I think, I mean, ultimately he agreed, you know, he was like, I believe that you have established a lot with your name and if you want to keep it and you know, it was, he wasn't, he, he wasn't thrilled, but he, he was okay with work. it. We made it work. So you mentioned not cooking. Uh, my husband is tuned in, babe. You heard that, right? <laughs> you, how do you get away with this? What are you doing? You just, what are you doing? You move your mama in and she cook. No. Um, that's the key. That's the key. I, no, I would rather cook. Uh, I, we will figure I can't that. move your mama in. That's funny. Okay, okay, Girl, okay. No, that's not the key. We ain't like y'all. Y'all, no. no. My mama can't come. She can't come. <laughs> She don't watch the show, so she'll never know. I said oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't My mom was watching. Um, but so I always say I was like, you know, when my mom was in the kitchen cooking, I was. One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Running. So I didn't really get, you know, okay, okay, okay. I didn't get as much as I should have in the kitchen. And I'm really hit or miss when it comes, like, sometimes it'd be, like, popping. Other days it's like he just eating to survive. So my mom is a great cook, and Thank she's you. happy to come in and cook for us. But, I mean, my sister says this all the time. I have a great husband. I have a great, I really do. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't have, like, all of these expectations, mm-hmm. you know. Like, he's not overly traditional. I mean, obviously, he would like for me to be the lead parent and, you know, do certain things. But, like, not that lead parent, but, you know, like, know be the kind mm-hmm. of mom, all that stuff. But he lets me be me. He knows cooking is not my ministry. And so I make sure we have food. Right. We gonna eat. We gonna eat. Whether it's I buy food or I cook once or twice a week or we order out or my mom cooks. We gonna eat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just not, you know, God didn't wire me like that. Like that, yeah. yeah. And, and you got wired very well. So Thank your you. wires are working. Thank you. <laughs> um, when it comes, though, to, like, the transitions that you've been through in your relationship. Because yeah. to, ha- to be together with someone for that long, yeah. think about, like, you yourself has changed. And oh, evolved yes. so much. Oh, yes. How have you been able, and you mentioned you built that solid foundation. Yeah. What did it take to build that? Because how have you been able to evolve and not outgrow yeah. one another? Uh, such a good, such, such a good, such good stuff. I mean, I think the main thing in relationships, people say that you have to be equally yoked, evenly yoked, equally yoked. But people think that that means like y'all got to be bringing the same amount of money or you got. And that's not the case. It's about at every point in your journey, checking in and being sure that you guys are still on the same path towards where you want to go. And so for me and my husband, you know, that's looked like different things at different times. Mm -hmm. And I think especially in our society and in the way that black men uh, view themselves or are told to be, sometimes that can be challenging when seasons change. Right. But I think what makes my husband so amazing is that we are a team. We are a team. And sometimes he LeBron, sometimes I'm Steph Curry, and he going to pass me the ball Mm -hmm. when when he needs to. And I'm going to pass him the ball when he needs to. And so... I think that's the most important thing. My husband is always like, we're a team, you know? So if, you got, if you're up front right now, like, I'm willing to, you know, take care of Deuce and do whatever, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. When my husband is doing his thing, I don't mind playing in the back. And so I think that for us, it's always been about, like, you know, like, I support him in everything that he's doing. I love on him. I pull him along, and he does the same thing. Mm-hmm. He loves on me, supports me, pulls me along, and we just communicate. We communicate, baby. How are you feeling? What do you need? How can I be there for you? How can I support you? You know, I'll drop what I'm doing if I feel like, you know, he needs me, mm-hmm. right? Like, nothing is more important than our relationship. So even if I'm killing it, it's like, it doesn't matter if my husband is depressed or if he right. feels like he's not being loved on. Like, those things don't matter because mm-hmm. I want all this with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's very important that you really check in with your partner, like understand where they, where they are as a human being right now. What do they need? And then try to provide those things for them. Um, and obviously you can't do everything. You got to have God in the middle of your marriage. Mm-hmm, like if he's mm-hmm. not there, if that person is not connected to God, that's also, you know, a recipe for disaster. But um, yeah, I think we just, you know, I'm just, we're always checking in and at every stage. I feel like we've been, you know, as close to equally yoked as we could be. Mm, okay. So, so your husband is also an athlete. Yes. 
when he retired, mm -hmm. was that a tough transition? I mean, because yeah. we've all heard like the yeah. that that is a struggle, you know, coming out uh, right. So, so I'm I'm sure it was a struggle for him just mm -hmm. to deal with personally. But did it put a strain on your relationship at all? Yeah, it absolutely did. Absolutely did. My husband retired the year before I retired. He retired in 2015. I think for me, um, in when I retired in 2016, obviously I had just seen him go through it. Um, but prior to that, I kind of, you know, my dad had always told me when I was a kid, never to be one dimensional. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't care how fast you are, like you got to get a 4.0 GPA. Like I maintained a 4.0 GPA in high school, 3.5 in college. I ain't finished, but anyway. Um, <laughs> you maintain that. Exactly. And I always kind of saw myself as more than an athlete. Um, and, you know, my husband didn't have the same foundation, right? Like his dad wasn't in his life. He had a stepfather. Um, and so I feel like for him, he was so focused on football for so long that when he lost that, he it, it did like he lost a piece of himself. And no matter what you try to do for somebody, that's their journey to be on. Mm -hmm. And so um, and I think I was also very fortunate because when I uh, retired from sports, I immediately started working with NBC. So I was still a part of my sport mm -hmm. um, in this new, unique way when Ross uh, ended his career. And also too, track and field is kind of on you, right? Like I, I retired because I wanted to. Mm -hmm. My husband still had more years in him, but he had a tough injury. He uh, had a hamstring injury first, and he tore his Achilles. And even though he felt like he had more to give, it's it's not on him. Right, the team got to want you. Mm -hmm. And so there's also that, right? There's also dealing with that. I don't rejection, want to say re but rejection, the feeling of but rejection. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a different experience for him, and it's so it's uh, looking back now. He was like he didn't notice it. I knew he was in, a, in depression. It's hard to tell the person you love the most like that you see that on them. But it wasn't until about two or three years later when he kind of started to come out of it that he was like, damn, like I was really in a low place, you mm -hmm. know. And my husband has the best laugh and he's like always this joyous person. And that was kind of, you know, that wasn't his day to day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was very tough. It was very tough. But I think because I was going through it, too, now on the same level, I was able to support him mm -hmm. and love on him. And, you know, he started he started a chauffeur service in Austin. And I think that helped him a lot because he started building this team again. Mm -hmm. And it was very successful. It's thank God rebounded again now since COVID. But, you know, he was able to pour himself into that. But it definitely wasn't the same as right, like right, playing right. the NFL, being on the field, being in New York. Like that's, you know, that's a whole different life. I just thought of something. So you mentioned COVID. Yeah. Everybody was affected by COVID. Yeah. I never thought about the way that athletes were affected by mm. COVID. Mm. Because if, if no if no sports are going on, obviously, right. well, I don't know if y'all are still getting paid, but how did right. COVID affect your household, I'll say? Because the yeah. chauffeur business, ain't nobody going nowhere. Outside is closed. Chauffeur nobody business. needs a chauffeur. So how were y'all able to survive that? Yeah. And did that cause any turmoil. I, I wouldn't say COVID necessarily causes turmoil, but we definitely have to adjust and adjust a lot. My husband, obviously, when you play in the NFL, he's, you know, played for nine seasons. You you know, he's fine. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then there's also still monies that come in from that. The chauffeur service was hit dramatically and you know for us we weren't sure like do we hang on to this business because obviously we were in the black he was making great money then you're like okay you, you keep sizing down sizing down obviously none of us knew when this thing was going right. to end what to do and so you know at, at one point we started to be in the red like we're paying people to stay on board and there's no 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 money coming in mm -hmm. and so as you know i remember talking to him about it and i was like baby i think if we can if we can hold on just long enough I think that there are going to be a bunch of businesses that do go out of business and you'll be we'll one of them. alive. Right. Yeah. So thank God we held <laughs> on and it has completely rebounded again and he's doing very, very well. For me, um, I was very fortunate. So I wasn't competing anymore when mm -hmm. COVID happened. I was working with NBC and doing a lot. You know, I work with Nike. My Nike, you know, Nike's an incredible partner. 
they weren't going anywhere. They stayed on board. And a lot of the things that I was doing just kind of went virtual. I do speaking engagements, mm, so I'm okay. doing stuff for brands. So I didn't have it didn't hit me as much. I definitely didn't make as much money as I was making in previous years, but I was still able to really kind of flex with the times and mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and stay. So it, it definitely didn't impact our marriage. Like we were cool. It was obviously we had to figure out what was, we we're going to do with Deuce and all that kind of stuff, like everybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. But no, I wouldn't say it had a huge impact on us on our, on our relationship. Got you. Okay, I want to talk about Mommy Nation. Yes, because again, so many important conversations yeah. around becoming a mother that I yeah. think. We're just not having. I mean, yeah. I learned so much being pregnant that yeah. I was like, how come nobody told me this? Right. Like, why did I have to wait until I was literally yeah. pregnant? And I'm like, it ain't no turning back now. I didn't exactly. find out all this stuff. Exactly. This, maybe that's why y'all didn't tell me right. until, it, until it was too late. Exactly. But no, we're going to tell y'all. We're going to tell the people because it's, yeah. I feel like if y'all knew, that's how you end teen pregnancy. Like, just just tell people tell the, the real. Tell people the truth. Tell the real. Yeah. Tell the real. Mm-hmm. So tell me the motivation behind um, yeah. Mommy Nation. So Mommy Nation was founded and birthed out of the exact same thing you're talking about. Um I was pregnant. I was excited about being pregnant um, and then, you know, became a mom. And my sister had become a mom six months before me. Mm. Obviously, my mom's a mom. And I felt like I had this great village around me. Uh, However, I was still going through things that I felt like none of them were feeling the same way I was feeling. And I was like, I felt like when I was an athlete and when I was at my best, when I was able to stand on top of the podium, it was because I had people around me who poured into me, who loved on me. I had this community. And so I was like, where is the tribe? Like, where is the village? Do I call them? Like, are they on the internet? Like, where are they at? And I looked out into the zeitgeist and there wasn't anything that I thought was perfect for me, like as a black mom and, you know, going through all these things. So I said I wanted to create this community for black moms specifically uh, to feel supported, seen, loved and heard. Mm-hmm. So that's how Mommy Nation was founded. I started with 25 mom bloggers who just shared their experiences online. And um, very quickly, one of my best friends that actually formed out of Mommy Nation, Michael and I now co-own the company. And our goal is to create the largest resource uh, for black moms through our blog platform. We do really dope challenges. We go on trips and just really supporting black moms in a way that I feel like no other platform does. And it was kind of perfect because it kind of happened right before the social injustice issues, all those things. And I was even more acutely aware of like we were having a unique experience as black very, moms. Very, very. Like I don't want to have to be in a space where I got to explain to you why I'm afraid for my son to be in this mm-hmm, situation mm-hmm. or why I feel the way I do when I watch the news or why I got to figure out how I'm gonna do my hair for an interview like we are we know all of that like we're gonna get past that and talk about these issues so yeah it's just kind of my my passion project is the joy of my life to be able to connect moms and support them we did an event the other day here in Atlanta one of our first in-person events with the Ansley school which is a school that uh, specifically provides a private school education to homeless kids and it's incredible if you're in Atlanta you know somebody who needs this resource called the Ansley school and we we were able to connect with their moms, about 25 moms. And girl, when I tell you, like... Invite me to the next one. Was yeah. it it's like a community service project? Well, this was our first time doing an in-person project. So like I said, Mommy Nation has grown uh-huh. far beyond my wildest dreams. Like I thought it was going to be a blog resource, right? We we're going to create, like, I want women, write your stories. Like you say, you, you don't know about this stuff till it's too late. Tell your story, write it down so mm-hmm. another mom may not yep. go through that same thing. That's where we started. Then we did these challenges that have grown tremendously. Nike full-time supports and sponsors that. We've done a retreat with moms. And now our goal, we started our 501c3. We have mm-hmm. a community that's mm-hmm. called Mommy Nation Gives. And this is our first initiative to like go and like, how can we connect with black moms who have are really suffering in our communities? Yeah. These women have been, we have one mom who has 10 children while nine living and they were in a homeless shelter. 
you know, and now this Ansley School has provided her a resource for her children to get a private school education for free. Um, That's amazing. So, you know, just I can't believe I never things. heard of that. Yeah, I had never heard of it either. And so for me, I'm like, hey, I want to scream this from the mountaintops, you know, because obviously homelessness affects minorities. And in Atlanta, it's crazy. Yeah, so so yeah, just trying to do great things in the space and really help black moms in every way that I can. Yes, so we know all the scary statistics when it comes to, you know, being a black woman, period, and going stepping foot into a hospital, period. But trying to do it to to bring a life into this world, it's even more dangerous and scary. Um, But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I want to talk about about postpartum depression, postpartum yeah. anxiety. Yeah. Um, your take, your experience, yeah. your tips, your yeah. strategy, any, anything. Yeah, so we have a bunch of resources. So the best thing is we started working with... Um, the university there in New York, they're, they're, the name of the university slips my mind, but we have some incredible scholars who have been writing for us now um, and provide resources, and they're doing some stuff for us around, specifically around mental health for this month. Mm-hmm. So we'll have even more resources on our platform to help moms. But, you know, it, it's real. Postpartum depression and anxiety, all those things are very real. And, um, and I think that there are so many ways that, one, connecting obviously with other moms, but obviously there are other resources out there for women to be able to talk to psychologists or people to really help them to navigate what they're feeling mm-hmm. um, to be able to be the best moms to their children that they could be. But, you know, I would say ultimately, you know, the best advice I could give is, and God willing, you know, women have resources around them and villages where they can get help. Mm-hmm. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to take a couple of days away from your children to be able to pour into yourself. I think a lot of times what I see when we're in community is that moms get so lost in their motherhood journey that they lose themselves mm-hmm. and they don't have the joy. They don't have that ex- uh, excitement for life to be able to even give to their mm-hmm. kids. And I think it's okay for us to recharge as mothers, to take some time, to step away um, and fill your cup so you can pour into your children. But you know, mental health is, you know, I mean, important for everybody. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing that on every level in athletes. and But specifically for moms, I think it's even more crucial. So, you know, log on to the site, check out the resources we have. And just, you know, like I said, uh, do what you need to do as a mother to be able to show up wholly um, in the experience. And I think, too, part, I love that. I think, too, part of it, though, is what we think I literally just put up a video on my Instagram about like what I thought postpartum depression was. Like I had seen it on TV. I right. literally think it was like Law and Order SVU. Right. You know, like seriously, that that was yeah. what I thought yeah. postpartum was. Right. That's not me. That's not it. Yeah. That's not me. Right. You know, I no, I don't ever have to worry about that because right. why would that be my experience? Right. And even though that what I saw on TV was not my experience, right. there were sprinkle you know like yeah. i think everybody has something yes for even sure even the anxiety even like the anxiety. bringing home this little yes. being that is your Yours, responsibility absolutely are you still breathing like right. the anxiety that comes along with right. it is can send can send you you know into a spiral yeah so having those resources yeah. and having community having i think community. Is, is so so important yeah um and then being willing to ask for help like you said yeah. because we can expect you know, like people like me who thought they was like number one TT. Yeah. Like, girl, yes, I got exactly. this. Me too. I've been a TT my whole life. Like, yeah. I got this. I ain't got it. I ain't no, got it. Got and it. I didn't even know that I, you know, like, <laughs> I don't even know that I don't got it. I ain't got it so much. Yeah. And especially when you're like a high performing woman or yes. woman that's used to having it or used yes. to be able to figure things out, this yeah. is one of those things. It don't matter what your degrees are in. Say it doesn't that. matter. It Nothing matters. Right. This is such a new 
transformation yeah. that you just can't be prepared for yeah. it. So what you're doing with Mommy Nation is yeah. just so, so critical. Please Thank let you. them know where they can um, find out more information about yeah, it. Yeah, so you can definitely go to our website. It's mommy, M-O-M-M-I, nation.com. Our Instagram, we're strong, 41,000 women. Uh, follow us. It's up on the screen. You guys can check it out there or Mommy Nation on Instagram. Um, and just stay connected with us. We also have a face group, Facebook group. We also just launched our Mombassador program. Mm. Um, and this is a $14.99 uh, a month subscription where you get more connected deeply with our community. So you're the first to know what we have going on. We have monthly meetups. Uh, we had Ronnie Brown on last week. I mean, last month. Oh, my God. Was she was good. amazing. Ronnie Brown, she's an expert. She has a book called From Mopping Floors to Making Millions on Instagram. And what I love about exposing our mommies to women like that is, yeah, maybe you're not trying to be an Instagram influencer, but there is something that you want to do. Mm -hmm. And she talked about discipline, all of those things. This month, we have Monietta Shaw Carter mm -hmm. coming on. She's a friend of the show, also on Real Housewives. And she um, obviously is navigating being a step parent with Neo, who she has two, you know, two kids with. So a lot of our moms in our community are single moms who you know, are in a relationship now. And it's like, how do you make sure that you're having a healthy co-parenting situation? So you get those things if you're a part mm -hmm. of our mom ambassador programs, really cool discounts. We have brands that will give us stuff that we first give to our mom ambassador. So, you know, obviously most of our resources are free, but we want to connect even more deeply with you. And so for $14.99 a month, you get to be a part of kind of that exclusive community on Mommy Nation. I love it. Okay, I got one last question though, Sonya. Yes, tell me the question. How you gonna be Jamaican and you ain't run for Jamaica? <laughs> I just want to know. You ain't want to. You didn't ever think about it. Consider. No, I did. So, um, so my my history, my Them story is bad, Sonya. Yeah, they, yes, and I and I and I consider I'm a part of yes, that, right? Yes, I'm a yes. Jamaican. I have that. I'm a part of that legacy too. Yes. Um, but growing up, so I moved from Jamaica when I was 12 and migrated to the States. I went to South Florida. And I'll never forget my first experience uh, to be a part of one of the teams, Team USA or Team Jamaica, was when I was 16. Mm -hmm. So I was dominating track, and this woman comes up to me, and she says, you should join uh, the, the team. There's the World Juniors coming up this year. I, I didn't know about it, didn't know anything about it. I was like, of course I want to go. I want to be a part of that. So I go down to sign up, and she's like, she needs my passport. So I'm like, oh, mom, just you know, give her the passport. She's like, you ain't got no American passport. I said, what? Why ain't got no American passport? She's like, nah, girl, you gotta, you're Jamaican. <laughs> so, of course, I knew I was, I'm Jamaican. But I was like, no, I want to be on the... Because, all you know, I'm, I've been in the U.S. now for four years, 12 to 16. I, to, like, all of my friends are American. I don't remember. tell me. Yeah, yeah, you know? So, I'm like, I want to be on a team with them. So, ironically, when I made my choice to run for Team USA, it wasn't even about, like... And then the backlash, Lord. I was like, oh, my God. But by this time, of course, I'm a part of Team USA. I love my teammates. I love, you know, all of the access I had in America. Like, obviously, I'm living here permanently, working with the coaches here. So I felt like, you know, like I was benefiting from the American resources. And I felt like it was, you know, my duty to kind of give back to the country. So I didn't realize it was going to cause so much drama. <laughs> I was only 16 when it happened at first. Um but I still felt like it was the best decision for me, and I have used every opportunity and every resource that I can to give back to Jamaica. I started a foundation there in 2007. We helped over 700 kids learn to read on their grade mm -hmm. level. USAID, an organization here, gave us $30,000 to grow that program. I take the girls to Jamaica on Housewives. I, I did an iFit program. So everything that I've been able to do, I always, I've never forgotten where I come from. And I have a lot of love for Jamaica. And I, I in every way, I feel like I represent both countries. But, you know, it started off like when I was younger and I just, you know, stayed just with, stay with it. Just stayed with it. Yeah. All right. I was just, I was just, I was just a little curious. <laughs> yes. I was just a little curious. <laughs> Y'all, was this good or was this good? Are we done already? How long? It's been 30 days. You know, you got, you I having fun. Questions, but we'll say, we'll save that for 
part two. We'll okay. save that for part two. All right. But I hope y'all have enjoyed this conversation. It was good. It was juicy. But it was full of so many gems. Now, for those of y'all who are trying to make the money, you like, girl, I want the honey, but I need to make the money. One of the questions that I get asked all the time is, what business should I start? I need a new stream of income. What should I do? So I created a super quick, super free quiz for you to figure out what side hustle you should start. All you got to do is click the link in my Instagram bio at Coriel to take that quiz right now so you can turn your skills into a new stream. Make sure you follow, subscribe, comment, like, and share with a friend. And if you have not caught up to all 15 episodes of Girl Stop Playing, girl, stop playing. Me, me no come for you. Uh, give me some. I hope you enjoyed that video. This channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops. And comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video. Peace out. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.